0: Welcome back to the Off The Map Podcast. Excited to have you guys back here. So today we're going to be talking about cultural differences between the US and Sweden. But before we jump into that, let's just go over what we're going to talk about today. So as for today's agenda, we're going to go through some more life updates. Um, The juicy part of the episode on the cultural differences. Next will be why Swedes are always sons or daughters. Uh, And then the next section is what is a red day? If you've been wondering what the heck that is, we'll talk about that. And then I'll go over some questions and give you a preview of next week. However, I haven't gotten any questions. Um... So please send in your questions. I would love to answer any question you have for me or about your life. So make sure to send those in to me at Emma off the map on Instagram. So recently we've been watching Love is Blind. And if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Okay. It's so good. I don't know what it is about it, but we both really enjoy watching the couples interact and also like the idea that people get to meet each other, not seeing each other, and then, you know, kind of going through levels of getting to know each other and um, dealing with issues. And I think like it's very fun as a couple to watch together because you get to kind of see... Uh, how they deal with, like, communication issues and stuff. And to be honest, it does make me feel better about my relationship. Um, and it's also quite funny because Magnus and I actually moved in together after, like, a month. So although our relationship wasn't as speedy as the ones in Love is Blind, um, we definitely, like, kind of launched uh, at a rapid pace. If you get what I mean. So, yeah, I've been really enjoying that show. And we honestly haven't really watched anything else since we've been watching that. Um, It's a great thing to watch during the weekdays because I think, obviously, on the weekends, I am more relaxed and I have time and energy to watch shows that I also really enjoy but are more like, involved, like, I really have to pay attention, whereas Love is Blind, I can just, you know, watch it, and, like, not really think. The next update I wanted to give you was about a holiday here in Sweden called Valborg, and we celebrated on Sunday, and they had a very cute little, like, fair or festival kind of thing going on, um, around this big bonfire pit. And basically Walborg is like based on like a pagan, pagan roots. I don't know. I don't really know exactly what it's for, but, um, they basically make a big bonfire and everyone comes together to celebrate with their family and friends. Um, and yeah, it was very cute. They had different little stalls set up. You could, like, break porcelain and, like, throw things. I don't know. They had some cute games for, for the kids and the adults. And then they had, like, cotton candy, uh, different snacks, and it was very, very cozy. And it was quite cold on that day, so definitely a perfect day for a bonfire. So I had a lot of fun. Okay, guys, I looked it up so I wouldn't leave you hanging. And apparently, Volborg is like a day to celebrate um, that spring has finally arrived, at least in the modern day. But back in old times, Volborg was an old tradition about scaring witches away and bad spirits. And they would light a big bonfire in order to keep them away and protect themselves. And then they would make like a lot of sounds to scare off the evil. So that's what the roots of Valborg is. Um, And now it's just more of a happy and celebratory holiday. Very fun if you are in Sweden to celebrate and it's always on April 30th. And actually before Valborg. This past weekend, I was celebrating a friend's birthday uh, by staying in a cabin in Westerhoninga, or it was a bit southeast of Westerhoninga, and it was a very relaxing holiday. Um, We were right on the water, and the cabin was really cute, or I guess it wasn't really a cabin, it was just a summer house. And... Yeah, the location was great. The weather was not so good. It was a bit cold, but we did a cold swim and made pancakes, and it was very cozy. Up until the end of the night, when we decided to make a fire, and the smoke went absolutely everywhere. Uh, We had checked the chimney to make sure that it was open, but for some reason it didn't work. So yeah, it, we everyone smelled like bonfire. The whole place smelled like bonfire and it was absolute chaos. We had to leave in the middle of the night to get home and I had to take the bus, um, a taxi, and then another taxi from the city in order to get home. And it was a very long night. I didn't go home until 1am and yeah, needless to say, um, I smelled like bonfire and still do. <laughs> so yeah, that was an eventful weekend for sure. And my last update is to say that I basically have my dates down for the US uh, because I'll be going in the fall with Magnus, my boyfriend. And we'll be visiting all of my old haunts in Cave Creek, and Scottsdale, and Flagstaff, where I went to university. And then we'll also be visiting my dad. And of course, we'll be staying with my mom in Arizona. So it's going to be a really, really great trip. Magnus has never been to Arizona, and he's never seen where I come from, besides the one time he went to America and was in California. But this is obviously a um, going to be a really great way for him to get a taste of what my life was like before I moved to Sweden so I think that will be really really fun and I think my family is really looking forward to meeting him in the U.S. so I'm getting super excited about that and we'll be probably going the first three weeks of October um, so probably booking our flights for September 30th through like October. 20th or something like that. Um, So yeah, we haven't formally booked anything or sent in our vacation dates, but um, we're pretty sure it's going to be then. So can't wait for that. And now let's dive in. What are some cultural differences between Sweden and the US? But before we start, I just want to give you a little disclaimer that this is my experience and not necessarily the experience of others, i.e. you and everyone else in the world. So yeah, just take everything with a grain of salt that this is through my eyes and my eyes only. Okay, one of the first things, I believe my friend was talking about this, or maybe it was a colleague, but... Basically, Americans are like a peach and Swedes and Europeans are more like, I think it was a coconut. Uh, So Americans are easy to dive into and get to know, but hard to crack. And Swedes and Europeans are harder to get to know, but soft on the inside. Um, obviously I know that this is grouping Swedes and Europeans together, and I don't mean to be that, that kind of person, but it's, it's, I feel like it's kind of accurate. Um, because yeah, I think it is much easier to get to know Americans like right off the bat. Um, Americans in general tend to be, um, more easygoing from the get go and, just a little bit more willing to dive into not just small talk, but I think um, talking about the things that they're interested in and, and and wanting to have a conversation with you. Whereas I I see that Swedes tend to be more held back um, and also harder to engage in conversation. I think like you kind of have to find a really good topic or like a reason to be having a conversation. Whereas with Americans, like there is no reason to have a conversation. You just have it because you're both there. Um. So yeah, that's one difference I've definitely noticed from the beginning of moving to Sweden. Um, and of course there are exceptions to this. No doubt I have met some Swedes that are super, super sweet and easy to get to know from the beginning. And I've met Americans that are super hard to get to know. So definitely, definitely exceptions. The next thing I would say is that it is also hard to get to know colleagues in Sweden. So this kind of goes hand in hand with my last point, but I think it's easier to break the barrier with colleagues in the US. Um whereas in Sweden, I think you um if you're joining a new company, like if you're coming on as a new employee, I think it's more expected that you kind of break those barriers and you kind of are the one trying to get to know people whereas in the US um they're going to kind of like hold your hand more and like people are going to come up to you and and ask you about things. So um, slight difference there. Um, But it's also kind of nice because I think in the beginning, it can be overwhelming to be bombarded with people and and things. So I think the Swedish way of, of doing that can be better, depending on the situation. And finally, in the same vein, it seems that there is less hierarchy in in different companies in Sweden um, versus the U.S. Now, obviously, I can't speak for companies that I haven't worked in, but I would say from my experience and from what I've heard from other people, I think it's easier to speak to people across the board in a company um, in Sweden Whereas in the US, I think everything is kind of more leveled. So um, you may only have access to certain levels. Whereas in Sweden, I see my CEO, you know, every once in a while in the office and will say hi. Um, so it's, it's definitely a different vibe. Okay. And then, kind of along with the uh, career idea, um, I think that. Swedes take their coffee breaks way more seriously than Americans, and partially I think this is because of the Fika culture, Um, but I also think that it's just partially because Swedes are less likely to engage in small talk, and this kind of gives an opening to have those conversations and, um, yeah, get to know your colleagues better. And, you may not know this about Sweden, but both men and women can get parental leave. And, together, parents get 480 paid parental leave days to share together until your child is 8 years old. Not only that, but those days are at 80% of your pay. So, yeah, you get a lot of days... However, you don't get all your pay, so you do have to account for that. But overall, I think it's a really great benefit. And yeah, the U.S. doesn't really have anything like this. I know some companies um, have some better benefits for parents, but um, there's no real standard in the U.S. like this. So yeah, that's pretty impressive and something I love about Sweden. And Swedes value their work-life balance way more than Americans do. Um, For example, we get way more holiday. It's actually a minimum of 25 days of paid vacation every year. Um, So yeah, I love that. And in the U.S., I mean, I don't think it's even necessary to have paid vacation And if anything, you're going to get about two weeks. So not that much. Additionally, it's a lot easier to be flexible here, at least in my job. And I think at a lot of companies in Sweden, Um, there's flexibility to be able to go to appointments and such. And overall, I think the work-life balance is so much better. And my relationship with work is so much healthier here than it was in the U.S., Um, And that's coming from someone that was never even in a really like time crunch, time consuming kind of job. So yeah, it's something I love about Sweden. Another thing that I have noticed is that it's much more common and accepted to either go to university later or start working at 18 when you're fresh out of high school uh, rather than just jumping straight into university at 18. And I think this is something that I wish was more common, except in the US, because I don't think it's necessarily the smartest or um, yeah, financially sound thing to just jump into university at 18, especially for everyone, because everyone is different. And everyone has different needs and skills and desires. So I think, yeah, what you do after high school should be specific to you and should fuel what you want to do in your life. So whatever your goal is, because if your goal is to start your own business, for example, you don't need to necessarily go to university for that. Um, And in my job, if I wanted to work as a copywriter, you don't necessarily need to go to university for that. So, yeah, I think university is great if you can afford it and if you want to do it. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot to consider when you're 18. And I like that in Sweden, that pressure is a little bit less. Okay, this one's pretty obvious. But Swedes leave their shoes at the door and basically keep their house as like a place of harmony um this is something that I wish I could live up to but I just can't yet um but yeah I think it's not just about leaving your shoes at the door it's like having kind of everything in its place and a place for everything and obviously this varies household to household in the U.S. and Sweden but I think the overall idea of like yeah leave your shoe this- leave your shoes at the door, and, you know, you kind of take all that dirt and all the worries away with you, and then you walk into your, like, clean home, place of harmony. Yes, I love it. Um, Also, the shoehorn. I don't know if this is just my family and me and all my friends that I've known in the U.S., but I've never in my life seen a shoehorn before I went to Sweden. So, I don't think it's a thing back home, but let me know if I'm wrong. But basically it's this little device that you use to put your heel in your shoe. And I've never seen it before. And Magnus loves them. So good for him, you know, but I'm a little bit skeptical about those. Do I think they're necessary? I don't know. Also school differences. I mean, of course... We have differences in the grades and whatnot, but also just the celebrations for, uni- um, for university, for high school. Um, there's a big celebration at the end of the equivalent of high school um, it called Students, when you basically get all dressed up, you have like a champagne breakfast to celebrate, I guess, being 18 and on your way to freedom. And they wear, like, um, oh, what's it called? Like, captain's caps and stuff. It's very hectic. And they all, like, go out as the big class and celebrate together. And they go on, like, this, like, bus and drive around and drink. It's crazy. That would never fly in the U.S., obviously, because drinking at 18 is illegal. Um, but, yeah, high school graduation in the U.S. is much more formal and... Um, yeah, like I got pictures taken. I don't know if they do that here. I don't think so. And from what I remember, it was just like, we went up on the stage, we got our diploma, uh, we ate some cake. And that was that there was no drinking, there was no celebrating. No. So I guess, you know, the Swedes are doing it right. That's what I think. I guess it's smart to talk about the whole alcohol thing at this point. Um, But yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but in Sweden, you can't buy alcohol anywhere. You can't buy it in the grocery store. Well, you can. You can buy beer that's percentage-wise up to 3.5 or less, and you can't buy any alcohol above that level except for when you go to a government-regulated store or government-owned, I'm not sure, called System Belogit. And only at this store can you buy alcohol above 3.5 unless you go to a restaurant. So a very different culture around alcohol here. And obviously in the U.S., you can buy alcohol in the grocery store, you can buy it at drive-thrus, at Costco, even though we have a Costco now, no, you cannot buy alcohol there unless you're a company. So, yeah, dreams were crushed. I love that Kirkland wine, but yeah, it's it's quite different. Um, I can't really put my finger on any like specific cultural differences that stem from that, but I think obviously it's a much bigger impact than I can measure. Um, so I'll let you just, you know, think that over. Next thing would be the overall like level of safety in community. Um, again, this isn't necessarily like a cultural difference, but I guess it kind of is that, uh, there's a level of safety here in Sweden that you just can't get in the U S with Everything going on. And I think because it's a smaller country, the communities tend to be closer, they're a bit smaller. Um, So everything is kind of more community led than the US. Of course, there are some really tight knit communities in the US as well. But I think throughout Sweden, it's pretty common that your community is very tight knit and takes care of one another. Um, For example, We have a lot of Facebook pages for the different neighborhoods or different um, municipalities in Sweden. And it's really nice because people will post like if there's a lost dog or a lost cat or things for sale. Or maybe there's some kind of garage sale or something going on and, and all of that is there. And I think it just feels a little bit more like people are taking care of you here. Um I think we're kind of like losing that in the US a bit. So yeah, I think that's a bit of a shame because I definitely felt more of that community and safety when I was younger living in New Jersey and living in Arizona. Um but yeah. It's nice to be in Sweden and feel like I'm being taken care of and I'm safe. All right, the other thing I wanted to talk about was larger living versus smaller living. And I think this always rings true when anyone talks about it. And it's so true, even though I want to deny it, that Americans just want to live bigger. We want bigger houses, bigger cars, bigger food, bigger everything. It's it's kind of true. It's also not true in some senses like I wanted a small car when I first got a car. I didn't want a big, you know, crazy car. I didn't want a big truck. Um but I definitely think that there's an appetite for bigger things in the US. I mean, it's a big country. There's a lot of space. So that just kind of promotes, you know, wanting more, I think. Um, whereas in Sweden, you know, there's a limited amount of space and everything kind of revolves around the cities. And now I'm getting off my point, but basically, um I think that Swedes tend to be happier with like a smaller place. For example, I feel very content in our apartment, whereas in the US I might want to, you know, level up already and feel like I need more space. When you really don't need that much space. You really don't. Um, You can live with a lot less. And I think, obviously, it's better for the wallet. Especially because I don't make as much here in Sweden as I would in the U.S. And, yeah, I'm happy living a bit smaller. And the last point I wanted to make is that Swedes tend to be very literal when they talk and when they speak. Um... Both in English and in Swedish, whereas Americans are much more likely to use superlatives and hyperboles and idioms. And we really um, sprinkle our language with all sorts of sayings and slang and stuff. And Swedes have their slang, of course, but I think, yeah, they're they're not um, coming up with all these pretty ways to say it necessarily. Uh, in the way that Americans do and English speakers so um, yeah that's all I really had to talk about the cultural differences I've noticed obviously some of these are not necessarily cultural differences um, but yeah hopefully this gives you a taste of what I've been experiencing in Sweden and if you would like to hear more let me know just send me a DM Or if you would like to hear um, differences between the U.S. and Germany or the U.S. and Australia, I'd also be happy to to give you an episode on that. So just let me know. So as I said before, I don't have any questions this week, but I did want to quickly talk about what a red day is. And yeah, if you're wondering what a red day is, it sounds weird, right? But It's actually just the word or phrase for a holiday or vacation day in Sweden. So that means it's always a non-working day. So we love our red days. Um, And yeah, often there will be a red day on like a Thursday or like a weird day that happens sometimes. So it's very common that Swedes will take a day off between a red day and the weekend to extend their time off and yeah it's kind of nice because you can get some nice four-day weekends in and we have a lot of red days um, around this time now in like April May because of Easter and some other holidays so it's really nice actually anyway I hope you enjoyed this episode I apologize because I'm a little tired trying to make these Thursdays work Um, so I'm actually thinking about switching to Friday or Sunday. So if you would have a preference on which day you would like me to put out the podcast, please let me know. Um, otherwise I will try to stick to these Thursdays so we'll see how it goes next week. Um, but yeah, as always, if you'd like to ask me any specific questions, just send me a DM on@ at Emma off the map. And I will answer you and might even include your question in my next episode. Next week, I'll be bringing my boyfriend Magnus on. Hopefully, cross your fingers, because it's going to be hard to get him on here. But it's going to be so much fun to talk with him about our relationship and all of that fun stuff. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to (laughs) you soon.